this is Tom Jacobs. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel. I'm on the web uh, at tdjacobs.com. And uh, this MP3, uh, like the one from a few weeks ago, which is the uh, Relationship Boundaries uh, channeled meditation, uh, this was done as a Facebook Live video on, um, I guess, December 16th. And there's about 15 minutes of introduction after this intro stops. And then uh, we'll tra then it transitions into an about an hour long channeled meditation where if you opt in to receive energy work uh, from the beings through my voice and you invite the beings into your space, uh, Jehudi and Metatron, I explain who they are in the introduction, then you'll receive energy work. Now just be aware that uh, this MP3, like that relationship boundaries MP3, uh, should not be listened to while you're driving or doing uh, or performing surgery or building skyscrapers, be aware that channeled uh, energy, channeled uh, meditations and teachings aim to alter your consciousness. So you might feel a little drowsy or tired, you might fall asleep while listening, uh, you might feel nudged to drift off, or you might feel altered. So I'm just uh, giving that warning at the outset, save this MP3 for when you have a little over an hour to uh, get into it and to really let it do its job. Now. As with the other one, the Relationship Boundaries one, you can um, listen to them over and over and over again for repeated deepening effects. So I'm offering this to you at no cost. If you want to support uh, this work and the energy uh, that I put into bringing these uh, meditations to you, uh, you can do so uh, in the description of this, MP of this uh, SoundCloud file. Uh, there is a link uh, to a PayPal donation button, you can pick an amount. Uh, it, all donations are greatly appreciated. It is quite an energy output to do this for a bunch of people. So anyway, I hope you uh, enjoy this, and thanks for your uh, interest and also your support. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Tom Jacobs, and I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel. I'm on the web at tdjacobs.com, and of course here on Facebook at Evolutionary Astrology and Channeling with Tom Jacobs. Today's video, today's channeled meditation, a Facebook Live video, is uh, called Unlocking Depression. And um, the first 15 minutes or so will be an intro. I'm going to explain uh, what we're going to do, who the two beings are that I'll be channeling for you, how the meditation works, what you can expect during the meditation, and then what you can expect after the meditation. Because when you experience energy work, uh, you your energy field can shift, especially if you opt when the time is right, to um, allow the vibrations of the two beings coming through my voice to affect you, if you enroll, so to speak, in the channel, the energy work process. Something in your consciousness and your energy field can shift, and your physical body and your thoughts and emotions and energy levels will adjust over the next few days. So all those things I'm gonna explain here in the first 15 uh, minutes or so. So to start off with, I wanna talk about uh, who these two beings are, kind of where they're coming from, and what their perspective is. Uh, the first one is Ascended Master Jehuti, spelled D-J-E-H-U-T-Y. That's his Chem, ancient Kemetic or Chem name, which we would call his Egyptian name. And uh, he is, uh, an Ascended Master is a being that a soul that has lived human lives and then has gone through certain processes to 
kind of transform out of certain human limitations. They're still souls like you and me, and they hang around to help us in whatever way we need. Uh, Jehudi's job uh, is to help us with our evolution no matter what we need. So he always has an eye on the bird's eye view, uh, the big picture of how uh, the, the, the uh, evolution of the collective is unfolding, what individuals need to understand about their own individual process. He'll answer all these questions. Of the six-channeled books that I put out, they all are answers to questions I've asked him. So I have spent years asking him questions and uh, gotten quite a lot of answers, and, and he's willing to help anybody. And of course, some of those become books and events like this. He's also known as Thoth, or Toth, uh, Saint Germain, Merlin, and he is the Hermes figure that, that is present in all cultures over uh, Earth's history. He's kind of got his um, toes wedged into every culture. Again, he's, he's a messenger, uh, scribe, teacher, translator figure, and he'll help us evolve no matter what we need. So he presents himself to everybody across time. So he's a very prevalent uh, uh, being. Uh, I, I'm not aware of a lot of people who do channel him, but if you talk about uh, Thoth or Toth and Thoth and St. Germain, you'll, you'll find more people who are channeling him. He uses his Egyptian or Chem name when I work with him very specifically so that I'm periodically reminded to explain to people that in the ancient Chem Kemetic religion, um, the idea of religion and divinity and spirit, a priest would hold a level of consciousness and bring that to a community. And, and Jehudi's idea is all of us can channel. Doesn't mean you might want to channel, but what, he, what that really means is all of us can adapt our frequencies to a higher frequency and bring through a level of truth that's beyond the limitations of the linear logical mind. So that's kind of where he's coming from. All of us can empower ourselves to kind of get beyond the stories we tell ourselves and uh, connect with a higher frequency, a higher level of truth. So that's, that's Jehudi. Um, the other being I'm going to channel today, he will not be speaking highly likely, but his energy will be merged in, in my consciousness and body with that of Jehudi. And that is Archangel Metatron. And uh, Metatron is a very intense figure. You'll hear me say that over and over again, because it is. Whenever I um, program stones with Metatron's energy, or even pick them up, when I program, it's kind of an intense process. When I pick them up later, my, my throat chakra goes through this, this transformation, this weird uh, shaky thing, because we really have to adapt ourselves intentionally to be able to open, to carry the intensity of the bandwidth of Metatron's consciousness. What his job is, is to hold space for us to transform into more, uh, to higher and more divine expressions of who we are. So one of his methods is to hold, it's kind of a weird thing to say, to hold us accountable is what I was going to say for our own integrity. But what he does is he, he reflects to us that we can be a better version of ourselves. So if you call a Metatron, if you get to know him, if you get one of the Metatron program crystals that I offer, you'll find yourself realizing you would like to hold yourself to a higher standard. And that's kind of Metatron's influence. There's an uncompromising integrity that comes with Metatron. For the purposes of this meditation and the other ones that, that I have done here the last uh, month or so and the ones I'll do in the future, what I'm channeling to do energy work with Metatron uh, the point of that is, I'm carrying this frequency, and I'm asking you to opt in 
and you'll hear about what that's like during the meditation. And when you connect with that frequency, you kind of trade up beyond, again, the limitations of your rational mind, and you connect to a higher frequency. When you make affirmations or empowered decisions, as we'll do during the meditation, connected to him, the effects are, are much more than if you're just going to repeat that over and over again every day. So it's connecting with a powerful big brother, so to speak, who, uh, big sister, big brother, big sibling, who uh, wants the best for you and knows you can step into empowerment and making the right kind of self-respecting uh, decisions for yourself. So that's who the two beings are. I've worked with Jehudi consciously. I always have a little blank on this. I remember exactly where I was when I when I made contact with him, but I don't remember what year it was. I think it's about 10 years ago now, maybe nine years. Um, but I he had been tutoring me for a few years before that, but I didn't know who it was. And, um, and he explains things. He'll teach, he'll talk endlessly to explain things to help us shift our awareness of how things work. Uh, I've been working with Metatron. I was aware that he was a kind of a guide of mine in late 2004. Actually, the last day of 2004, I was introduced to him, and he had been with me for a long time, I was told. And then I worked with his image for a while and then, and then began uh, and, and worked with him in this way of, I, he was reflecting to me that I could make a better choice and he would kind of hold this uh, powerful reflection of my divinity to me. But then I actually started doing energy work uh, for others using that frequency a little over five years ago in uh, August of 2012. So I've had a, a kind of a long relationship with each of, with each of these beings. And, uh, you know, I kind of like to think of myself as a teaching assistant to help you take advantage of or get exposure to and take advantage of what, what they have in store, you know, to help you along your path. So that's who the two beings are and how I met them. Um, what's going to happen today uh, during this meditation is um, it will be approximately an hour long. We'll get started in about seven or eight minutes. And um, first we'll do a grounding process, which if you've done any meditations with me, you have, have done this. Uh, and then I'll give you the option of uh, opting in to connect energetically with me. Uh, I'll ask, you know, if you would like at this point to receive energy work during this, say yes, please. And, and if you say no thanks or you're not ready, it won't happen. Um, after we get grounded and we're connected, I will send out energy to you. If you have opted in, then the bridge will be connected. And... I'll ask you to, they and I will ask you to make a certain number of decisions that are empowering decisions to clear out energy, to decide you're safe, to open your heart, whatever it is. And we want you to do that silently in your mind. The less your, the less your mouth and therefore your linear logical mind is engaged, the more effective the energy work and meditation is. It'll be, like I said, about an hour and During that process, you might feel things shifting in your field, your consciousness, your body. You might have some memories. You might feel a heat flush somewhere in your body. You might feel a twitch. You might feel cool. You might feel liquid, golden, shimmery tingles. Sometimes that's how guides tell us we're here. they're here. Uh, you might feel very drowsy. You might have a different kinds of mental, emotional, and physical effects during the meditation. If you doze off, it is fine. Don't worry about it. 
uh, sometimes that's necessary and it's a normal part of this. It means that you really need to take advantage of this, but your conscious self might get in the way. So somehow you just get knocked out and, um, and, and the work can happen. You can listen to this as many times as you want later. This is free and available uh, here. Uh, if you want to support it, there is a link in the description to a PayPal donation link. I'm happy to receive energy in return for what I'm offering you today. Um, during and after the meditation, if you fall asleep, if you are drowsy or something, keep uh, pay attention to your, your needs after the call. And you might need to go to sleep, you might need to take it easy and stare out the window and let your eyes kind of glass over because it, this might touch a very deep place within you. Um, later today, later after listening to this, and tomorrow over the next two or three or four days, you might have some effects. Now if, uh, I'm not quite sure wh what chakras we're going to work with specifically, I'm not sure yet, they're not telling me yet, I often don't know what we're going to do before we do it. But if it works on, um, say, the, the first through the fourth chakras, think about that place, the root to the heart, you may find uh, yourself having some um, you know, shifts regarding digestive organs and appetite and um, also like the feeling in your uh, you know, tightness or openness in your back. You might have physical effects that follow the effects of the energy work. So over the next few days, just keep aware that it's going to be temporary, but your physical body will have to adjust to the change of uh, flow in your energy field, the shape of your energy field. What we're gonna, I do know what we're going to work on today uh, in unlocking depression is, is uh, unlocking some of the uh, deep emotional blocks of disempowerment where we feel we can't or shouldn't or aren't allowed to do something. And so I know that some of that's going to be in the lower chakras, at least chakras one, two, and three. So I know that, that you know, some of the effects are going to be about that. Um, other, when you think about the soft organs in that part of the body, other effects can be a lot of gas, a lot of uh, bloating temporarily. You might have diarrhea for five minutes, complete, total, utter evacuation, and then you're fine. Like, you, like energy needs to move, the physical body responds in kind as well. And uh, sometimes regarding, regarding that, something like having uh, an evacuation or even vomiting uh, sometimes, I don't think that's going to happen with any of this. But sometimes when people do go through intense spiritual things and there's a purge that's needed, sometimes that can happen too. And energy can leave through that. Just like energy leaves when we cry. Uh, energy moves throughout the body uh, accompanied by those, those kinds of uh, bodily actions. So um, if you have any effects that you have questions about, you can email me at tom at tdjacobs.com with a question, uh, but I, I promise you it will be temporary, whatever it is. You know, decreased appetite, need to sleep two days, uh, increased appetite, whatever it is, it will be temporary. I think that's it. I think we're going to uh, get started uh, get started here with the meditation a couple minutes early. I'm going to ask you to get comfortable where you're sitting or reclining. We're just going to change the rhythm and the energy here. And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and let your breathing be easy and relaxed but full. And just notice as you breathe what it is that's happening in your body. Whatever it is that you find there, let it be okay. 
there's stress, if there's tension or twitching, a sense of fullness if you've eaten. If you notice your pulse or a muscle that could relax, just whatever you find, let it be okay. And decide that during this time together today that you're willing to surrender and release tension that you may have picked up recently or have carried a very long time. And also decide that during our time together today that you are willing to surrender the energies of other people that you may have been carrying for any reason, whether they've been picked up recently or if they're from the distant past. Now I would like for you to send cords from the bottoms of your feet and your root chakra down into the earth. It doesn't have to be terribly far into the earth, but it could be. Whether it's meeting the earth or going in a few inches or feet or quite a ways. The point is that you choose to relax enough to be willing to connect to the energy of the earth. And on every inhale from now until further notice, Draw the energy of the earth fully and deeply into your body. As you breathe in, follow it up through your feet and your root into your body, letting it fill the entirety of your body. This frequency of the earth, the consciousness of Gaia, who is, while you are embodied, your spiritual mother. The earth's job is to hold space for you to unfold on your evolutionary path, no matter what it is that you need. And as the channel said, uh, this is Ascended Master Jehudi speaking, and this is my goal as well. So you have a disembodied helper in me, and you have an embodied helper in the form of the earth whose job it is, is to hold space for you. And so I invite you to get grounded on a daily basis, this sending cords to the earth, this being willing to be fully and presently in your body, consciously inhabiting your full body, not just your mind, and your hands that are the tools of your mind. Hands and mouth and ears and eyes. The energy of the earth will calm you when you draw it into your body, when you are willing to welcome it, when you are willing to meet it. This is the single greatest tool that I can teach you for your spiritual evolution. It is to cease believing the fears generated by the mind, get into the body, let the mind serve you as a whole being as a consciousness, as a soul, as a body, as a heart, letting your mind serve you, being aware, having it be sharp and alert and open, but not believing its narratives that inspire fear, doubt, guilt, shame, and as uh, we will discuss today, uh, depressiveness, which mo most of you will call depression. I'll explain 
uh, my unique take on this in a moment. So until further notice, you breathe the energy of the earth fully and deeply into your body. Thank the earth right now, please, for always being available, for being there 24-7 to support you in grounding in this way. I'd like for you to decide now, silently in your mind, that you are willing and open to find out that the narratives that your mind creates that can induce fear and anxiety and panic and guilt and shame, etc., that there is more to you, more to your life, more to what is available to you while you are living this human life than those narratives of your mind. That you are willing to find out there's more than what your mind tells you. So as we transition into the rest of this conversation, you now have the opportunity to say yes, please, if you would like to opt into receiving energy work, allowing the vibrations coming through the channel's voice to affect you, but also allowing yourself to be collected into a little group together to receive energy work as the, the channel uh, brings this message to you. So say yes, please, if you would like to opt in. And also decide that you're ready and willing to allow the vibration in the channel's voice to affect you. Now, officially, for reals, decide that you're willing to let go of tension and stress that you may have carried in here. Decide that you are ready to upgrade your experience of who you are. And that you're ready to surrender your attachment to your mind's stories. And to support this, I'm asking you now to make the decision, this affirmation I encourage you to work with if it appeals to you. In this moment, everything is fine and I am safe. Pulling the energy of the earth to your root chakra, deciding in this moment, everything is fine and I am safe. You are together in this group with the channel sharing a quiet moment, focusing on your healing and your evolution and your growth. In this moment, everything is fine and you are safe. And I would like for you to decide next that you always have the right to say yes, please, and no thank you when appropriate. And next, please decide, all of my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care. 
Okay, thank you. One more time. All of my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care. Put your attention on those cords into the earth. Notice if any part of you, any aspect of personality, or even ever any part of your body is not relaxed and welcoming to the energy of the earth. I want you to decide that now and for the rest of this call, you will no longer judge any part of you that may have fear, pain, resistance, or upset, pain, hurt, depressiveness, sadness, sorrow. That you will not judge any part of you, no matter what it is that you feel. I promise you that every emotional state is temporary. And that if you let emotional states be as temporary as they naturally are want to be. If you let them be what they are, in other words, you will not be stuck in any of them. You therefore have no need to fear your emotions. Now, I would like to explain to you my pers uh, perspective on depression. The title of this meditation is called Unlocking Depression. This is the title the channel chose to make it simple. I would like now to edit the title of this, uh, this uh, meditation slash presentation, <laughs> this uh, presentation we're sharing with you today, this teaching, to unlocking the emotional and energetic sources of depressiveness. I want to explain to you, because you have been conditioned, this word depression holds a lot of weight that is uncomfortable for many. It seems to you a destination that if you go there, well, you're going to be stuck there. And you're either stuck there forever, or perhaps you can find someone to give you medications to help you out of it, or perhaps you can self-medicate and find some kind of a, a escapist or self-medicative substance to help you come out of it or at least distract you from it. It seems to you, the point is, a destination that if you are to go near it, you will be stuck. This uh, magnetic hole in the ground of your psyche and your heart and your being. I want you to shift your perspective on this. And I want to explain to you the normal human process of depressiveness. At times in your human journey over the course of many lifetimes, so in every given life, at times you experience sorrow and sadness. This is normal and you know this. At times you feel like you can't make a choice or you judge yourself for choices you have already made or you feel stuck between choices, one of which would be a mistake, the other of which you probably would have to judge yourself forever. 
So you shouldn't, you perceive, make a choice. So there's something wrong in this conception. I promise you, you have not done anything wrong because you have a dilemma or because you feel pain or sorrow or grief. You have not done anything wrong if you are not quite sure what is the right choice. You are not, uh, you've not done anything wrong if you are not quite sure how to trust yourself to make the right decision in this moment. These are all some of the sources of what I would call depressiveness. You hesitate to make a choice or you are stuck in the grief of a choice you've made. You are not sure if you can trust yourself or others. You don't know what the right thing to do is, so you don't act. So you don't make a choice. You may feel the sorrow and grief and loss from a past experience to the point that you're not sure how to come out of it and you feel stuck. This is another source of depressiveness. And yet, this all has to do, as I explained earlier, or as I pointed at earlier, we would discuss, the narratives of your linear logical mind and what things mean. If you looked at every situation that presented itself to you as an opportunity for your soul as you to learn to make a choice based in more love than fear or to transition out of making choices based in fear, including all the negative frequencies, anxiety, shame, guilt, grief, and move into making decisions based in love, acceptance, compassion, generosity of spirit, benefit of the doubt, these kinds of things are the related frequencies. If you were to look at every choice that you made in terms of that opportunity to move into more love, you would get stuck in no choice or before making a choice. Put your attention on those cords into the earth, drawing the energy of the earth fully and deeply into your body. Decide, I'm willing to relax to allow the energy of the earth to support me. Decide, I no longer need to carry this burden on my own. Decide, I'm willing to see that I am supported and always have been. So you're here to make a choice. You are here to make a series of choices. You are here to recognize that sometimes you make choices based in fear, etc. So you can stop yourself and upgrade your frequency to then make choices based in love, etc. That is why you are living on this planet. You are not here to be perfect. You are not here to be successful. You are not here to be correct. You are not here to be pain-free. You are here to have all possible human experiences so that you can become empowered from going from a place of making choices based in fear and pain, etc., into choices based in love. Now, the soul has hardwired into your consciousness this potential, this pressure to make choices, but the potential always to shift from fear into love. And so the question becomes, 
What will it take for you to decide to stop investing in fear and pain and grief and sorrow and self-judgment and instead invest in giving yourself the benefit of the doubt as a work in progress of a being who is learning as you go? What will it take for you to start choosing self-love? To invest in frequencies that create love and joy and peace and acceptance and compassion. So you must, and I'm asking you to do this now, you must decide that you are ready to take an honest look at what frequencies you invest in. And to begin a process of moving the needle toward loving frequencies. Now the soul has you programmed here to make choices. Can you stop judging your past choices and thereby cease being stuck in your judgments of them? Can you give yourself a chance to be a work in progress? I want you to think about how you receive that question and what parts of you may opine on what they believe. Can I really release those judgments of myself and let myself unfold as a work in progress? And I want you to ask yourself what it will take. What is it that you need to stop investing in the self-judging narratives? What has to be in place for you to let that go? Now that you are in a grounded space and we are connected and you are breathing the energy of the earth in your body and listening to these parts of you, I want to ask you another question. What is it that you are afraid to choose? What might you be afraid to do? And for a different angle, which really gets at the core of the stuckness that is depressiveness, what is it that you have already decided 
you cannot do and cannot be. This is about perceptions of powerlessness. In what ways you might perceive you cannot act on what you need and want. Skipping the narratives of your linear logical mind, you end up in a state of depressiveness that you call depression that seems again to be a destination in which one is always stuck or, or uh, uh, desperately fleeing with some kind of substance or behavior that seems to distract one. What is it that you've decided you cannot do but is critical for you to do for your own health and sanity and joy? What is it who is it that you have already decided you cannot be, but you must be in order to have sanity and health and a sense of purposefulness? As a human, your true nature is consciousness that exists across time. It is a soul. Your soul already knows self-care, self-validation, and self-love. You are on this planet in this body to learn it, to reconnect with the wisdom of soul, to reconnect with the vibration that is your divine power, which is self-validation, celebration, self-acknowledgement, self-knowledge, self-care, self-love. That's power. So if you could not achieve an outcome and you are still in sorrow about this and it has led to depressiveness. Okay. You must grieve that and let it go. Let that chapter, let that reflection of no or couldn't happen or was impossible, let that reflection be what it was, not defining who you are and what is possible for you. It was a stop along your journey. Maybe for some reason you weren't ready. Can you give the universe the benefit of the doubt? That it's actually here to work with you. Maybe your motivations were not grounded and heart-centered. Well, maybe now they are. Maybe you can get there. One of my points for you is to, as you realize the true nature of your soul is the divine, and making choices and having intentions and learning to go from fear into love is the empowerment path. You are in charge of what things mean in your biography, in your life, in your world. So if something didn't work out and you feel stuck, if someone said no and you are hurting, if someone has uh, someone you uh, counted on has, has left or passed away and you feel stuck, any of these things leading to depressiveness, depression. If you have decided you can't possibly express the truth of who you are, leads to depression. If you have decided that you cannot possibly accomplish or pursue what matters to you most, you are buying into your mind's story that you are powerless. 
you do not need that opportunity, that person, that situation to move into empowerment. You must learn to go from fear-based choices into love-based choices. That's the empowerment path. So can you let that past go? Can you decide that you are not powerless because something didn't work or because you were hurt or someone passed away or something didn't happen or you didn't make this choice or you made the wrong choice? Can you let that be what it is? Which is part of your soul's journey as a human to learn about making choices and going from fear into love. Now, the love-based choice is to accept all that has happened to you as part of your journey and to decide that you're ready from this day forward to make more self-respecting choices based in love and to step out of investing in the fear frequencies, including the listlessness, the judgment and criticism, the sorrow that is created by the linear logical self's narratives about why you are unhappy and probably should stay that way. Put your attention, please, on those cords into the earth from your feet and your root coming into your body. I would like for you to consider for a moment again that your real self is not the summation or the summary of your biography. It is not the list of... Uh, uh, gold stars and demerits on the breakdown of your choices over the years. It is not in that ratio or balance between you're a good person and I'm a bad person, based in your history of choices. The summation of who you are is not how people have treated you or not treated you. It is in the choice the empowering choice to go from fear into love. And so what is it that has you stuck? Is it a judgment from the past you judge? Is it somebody told you you couldn't be who you are? Is it you missed an opportunity or seem to have failed at one? Is it that you might be afraid to take a risk and find out you're not good at something or it's not right for you or it's the wrong choice? Whatever it is, of all these things that I've been describing for you, I want you to focus on yours. And I want you to listen to the mind's narrative about why it's true that you are and should be stuck. But I want you to catch the vibration is not this grounded vibration wherein you are connected to these beings the channel is bringing to you. That voice in your head does not carry the frequency of truth. In other words, the frequency of that voice within you cannot override, is not more powerful than you being connected to a higher truth. It is not truth. It is not higher than anything. It is a strategy to attempt to protect you or justify why you feel what you feel. 
So I want you now to give yourself absolute permission to feel whatever you feel. I don't want you to decide there's nothing wrong with any human emotion, including what you're feeling. And I want you to decide that you are done comparing yourself to others. that you are done fearing inadequacy because you are you and someone else is someone else. In an important way, you are exactly like that person, a soul living a human experience, learning through making choices, ideally evolving through aligning with more love-based frequencies, more self-care, more faith and belief and confidence in the self, more self-validation. You are exactly like this person. You are a soul living a human life. Learning as you go, you are a work in progress. And in another important way, that person's journey is none of your business, and your journey is none of that person's business. You are not here to be someone else. You are not here to meet an external measure of anything. You are here for your own personal portion, your own personal maze, so to speak. I'm not sure where love comes from. I'm looking around for validation. It's not coming from there. It's not coming from there. Let me take a left and see what happens down that corridor. And to eventually realize that, absolute self-knowledge and absolute self-acceptance is what you've always been seeking. You've always needed the validation, the love and the support. Comparing yourself to someone else will never help you succeed in this way. And so you are on a unique path and it is nobody else's concern and nobody else's business is your concern. So I want you to decide now that you will no longer compare yourself to others and assume there's something wrong with you if they seem better or more accomplished. Those people have their own paths. Everyone does. And I want you to decide right now to call back to yourself all tendrils and offshoots of energy where you have tried to reach out to others for validation or support in an effort to escape the sadness that you may feel the emptiness that you may feel at times without already having received the validation, love, and support that you need. So call back all the energy to you that belongs to you and all the energies that you need to go from fear into love on your own personal journey, minding your own business and not looking around at everybody's test as they take it.
And so it is true that anything you are afraid to do or be or express or own about yourself and act upon is just a fear you are ready to work through. It is something on your plate. One of the things about this destination of depressiveness that seems to be where one is always going to be stuck or something like this. Depression. It's a hole in which you find yourself and you are stuck. There is a depression in your landscape. You are now stuck. This is uh, fallacious as far as I'm concerned. Humans do not know how to deal with emotions, especially the difficult ones. Humans don't know how to understand why pain occurs and happens and persists. Humans are afraid to find out that pain is normal, because if they, do, if they decide it's normal, then they seem to think they are accepting and inviting it to come in always as the norm. So I say to you, it is part of the story. It is part of the human trip. All emotions are. And so part of depressiveness can also be being afraid to embrace what this part of you says. The disempowered, the painful, the grief-ridden, the judgment-laden messages that this part brings. And so you cannot surrender to it. So you fight it until you are exhausted. You cannot See how to give into it. So you fight it, and eventually you're in a stalemate, and then you are stuck. And you feel like you fall through the floor of your emotional landscape. There you are, there's oppression, there's a hole, you are now stuck. Well, I would like to tell you what to do with these parts of you who feel these feelings. You first must listen to what these emotions tell you. The voice says something, you feel it emotionally, but you think that emotion is you. So the first thing is, listen to what it is. The second thing is, realize it's not who you are. I'm sad because of this. I'm powerless because of this. Take it for what it is. It is a statement of somebody who doesn't feel joy, who feels stuck. It is a statement of somebody who doesn't know a way out. Well, you have many more tools than this one part of you who's stuck on this one note that becomes depressiveness or depression. So listen to what these feelings are and ask, why do I feel this way? Where does this come from? It's as simple as the part of you comes up and says, everything is always terrible or whatever it says. And you say, tell me why. Why do I think that? Why? And then you listen to the response. You invite an explication of the terrible thing, the limitation, the grief, the thing you feel sad about, the thing that you were stopped from doing, the thing you stopped yourself from doing. You listen to the narrative and you listen again to it for what it is, the statement of someone who carries pain and doesn't know what to do with it, who carries judgment that brings pain and doesn't know what to do with it. And then once you hear what this narrative is, you don't shame it. You don't run away from it. You don't escape it. You don't shove it down. You don't stick your fingers in your ears and make a noise to, to make sure you can't hear it. 
you don't retreat to some entertainment media or food or porn or sex or alcohol or drugs. You don't retreat to some escapist behavior to ignore it. You say, I'm listening. Okay. That is what is happening. Okay. And you get grounded, as I've asked you to do, send cords into the earth you get in your body. And you decide that you are stronger than this narrative. That you're willing to listen and hold space as if you're listening to a friend who's having a really bad week or who reveals to you, I've been sad for 20 years or I've been judging for 30 years this choice I've made. And you hold space for this part of you but you realize the whole time it's not who you really are. You are consciousness that exists across time here to learn how to go from fear into love. That's who you are. That's why you're here. And so this story of what you chose or what was chosen for you or what was denied you or the mistake you made or the grief you experienced and you don't know how to continue, it is a story that you no longer need to identify with as who you truly are. Put your attention, please, back on those cords into the earth from the bottoms of your feet and your root or first chakra located around the anus. These three places send cords into the earth. Draw the energy of the earth fully and deeply into your body, welcoming the support of the earth. And I want you to decide that you are willing to listen to your mind, but not identify with its stories and narratives. Feel the energy of the earth coming into your body on every inhale. Every time you do this, you change the center of gravity of consciousness, taking away the judgments of your linear logical mind, which, I repeat, are the sources of all the unhappiness that you listen to the judging stories your mind comes up to explain why you feel pain, regret, guilt, shame, sorrow, grief. Well, the reason you feel these things is because they are part of the human experience and you are here to be human. They are entirely natural and normal. And you have the opportunity now to decide, once again, that you are willing to see yourself as a work in progress, learning to make choices as you go. And if you listen to these stories of the linear logical self, you cannot give yourself the benefit of the doubt to learn and change and grow as you proceed along your path as a human. If you decide to invest in these narratives which cause this stress and sadness and sorrow, you cannot give yourself an opening to finding out what you are capable of what might come to you next? What life the world and others have to offer? So one of the cores of the human experience that you must learn is that it is true that you do not know what will happen next. 
This is true. Uh, yet it is also true that you don't in fact know what you will choose next. If you run through those lower chakra affirmations we did at the beginning for the root chakra, in this moment everything's fine and I'm safe. It is safe to be in my body, etc. Second chakra, I'm always willing to say yes please and no thank you when I need to. And third chakra, all of my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care. If you focus on those three things, then it is okay that you don't know what will happen next. You can let it be okay that you don't know what might happen next, what might come to you. Part of depressiveness, falling into the hole in your landscape, falling into the grate on the edge of that street in your landscape. Suddenly you're gone. I'm lost. Part of that story is giving up on what might come next because of the pull of the feeling you have now, because of the intensity or caustic nature of the judgment you carry now that you don't know how to get rid of, the judgment of self or other, the maybe resentment or bitterness. You don't know how to resolve it, so you're carrying it. So you think it's who you are, you get stuck, you fall in a grate at the edge of the sidewalk. So you don't know what's coming. Yet you can every day choose to be open to find out what might come next. Part of the story is, in addition to the uh, what we've been exploring about self-judgment, part of the story is realizing that you are connected in this complex, vast web of souls that I call the conspiracy of love between souls. Outside your human incarnation, all souls are aligned with serving each other and helping and healing each other, providing while human, everyone else the experiences they need while human to learn what it means to be here. And so you have support, but if you are willing to believe the unhappy narrative that plops you down that grate next to the sidewalk in your emotional landscape, then you choose to cease giving others the opportunity to serve your soul as they are trying to do. Also realize when you opt out, when you, when you let yourself fall down that drain, you also choose to ignore the ways that your soul has agreed to be of service to others. So if, as I describe this, you realize that you need to grieve a sense of disconnection from other people, perhaps even in feeling depressive or depression, perhaps you have chosen to isolate in some way or not share who you are, not reveal your feelings because uh, it is embarrassing or you're not sure what to say or you judge. To say it is embarrassing is to point at uh, if you might judge what you do feel and what you're experiencing. Then you may be disconnected because you're not sharing who you are. You think it's a permanent state and you are afraid of others getting stuck in it as well or others being sad as in you have caused them to suffer. You, with every other being on this planet, are in it together. If I say to you, as I did a moment ago, 
well you might not give others a chance to serve your soul the way they have agreed. That might seem like a, uh, an impossible fairy tale of, of happy, joyful support from others. Oh, I would, I would love, I would love to find out that I am supported by others. I would, I would love to, to receive some emotional support from others. But I want you to realize that the actual way out of this depression, the most important part, is you choosing to generate love and generosity of spirit toward yourself and then let it get out to others. That the real solution here is for you to realize that you must now make a choice to empower yourself through more self-respect and self-validation. And as I said, the first step of that is to cease judging what you feel. Anything you are feeling at any given time is part of being human. I invite you to trust me on this. And that everything, for those of you for whom the word depression strikes a note, everything in your diagnostic and statistical manual is in fact part of the human experience if one does not get stuck in it. Your cultural, uh, your prevalent cultural assumptions based in allopathic medicine and psychology about biochemistry will say, well, some depression is actually biochemical. And I want you to understand that biochemistry is affected more by energy and belief than by genetics. Try that one on for size. Your karma, your beliefs, karma I define as beliefs attached to emotions, those are more important for depression and depressiveness than if your parents had it, than if your grandparents or siblings had or have it, or have been clinically diagnosed as having fallen into a drain on the edge of the street in their landscape, in their inner world. Maybe what you've inherited is a confusion about how to deal with pain. Maybe what you've inherited is a flag they wove that you can wave that says, I just really don't know how to deal with this emotion I'm feeling over here. Maybe that's what you've inherited. Maybe you've inherited an inability to see the self-respect and self-love ladder that's actually sitting next to the hole <laughs> in the grate on the street in your inner landscape. The latter being, let me see how I can be of service to these other souls. Let me help myself feel love by being loving. Let me refuse to judge what I'm feeling and thereby be self-caring. So, put your attention on those cords into the earth, from your root or first chakra, and your feet, and draw the energy of the earth fully in your body. Decide you're willing to relax open just a little more of those openings, to welcome fully the energy of the earth into your body. And I want you to decide that you are no longer willing to believe the disempowering narratives of your mind that tell you you're on your own. that ever might say, or that any time might say, I am stuck here and deserve it.
and I want you to decide that you are no longer willing to overlook what you feel or ignore your emotions and needs. For some of you, even after everything I've said, for some of you, the source of depressiveness is that others have not met your needs or made you feel loved. As I said, there is a ladder next to the hole. And the ladder is, how can I validate myself through being loving and being part of this world and being part of my community and my family? How can I generate the frequency of love through the service my soul has brought me here to do? In other words, how can I be kind to others in order to experience the energy of love? How can I be kind to myself? How can I give others and myself the benefit of the doubt? How can I accept what I am feeling and therefore accept what others are feeling and cease fearing them and so I cease fearing myself? How can I accept myself and all my emotions and needs and rollercoastery feelings and thereby accept others, giving all of us together the benefit of the doubt that we are works in progress, learning as we go, in time going from fear into love. And so I want you to listen to the parts of you who feel unloved by others, past or present. I want you to listen to any inner child or inner kid who felt neglected or overlooked or ignored or deprioritized or less than or insignificant and unimportant, any of these things. I want you to decide you are never willing to overlook these parts of yourself ever again, and that you are willing to become the source of love that they need, the source of mature support and guidance that these inner parts of you need, whether they're inner children or other parts of you who need some kind of emotional support from others. Decide that you are willing to be the adult your inner kids need, that you are willing to be the sane voice of compassionate reason that any part of you might need. And I want you to decide that no matter what you're feeling, you will never judge it again. There will be times when you do not know how to deal with a particular feeling you have. This is a given. Not because you're not qualified to live your life or be an adult or anything silly like this, but because it is hardwired into your soul's journey that you must learn about being human as you go. That is the nature of the game. So there will be times when you do not know how to deal with something. When something seems overwhelming or to threaten your calm or your sense of groundedness or stability. This is why I come through this channel to offer you tools 
through the grounding, through the energetic program crystals, through the energy work, channel meditations, all of these things, these uh, channel meditations as well on Facebook, in order to give you more tools to stabilize your energy field and your consciousness so you're more comfortable in your body, feeling what you're feeling, so that you can roll with things as they arise. Because it is a given that you will encounter emotional situations that you do not know what to deal with. You do not know already what to do. That is the nature of being human. And some of these things will be pain. And you must realize that being put in an awful position where pain is central does not mean a punishment has come to you. And it does not mean that you are deserving of pain or suffering. It means that you are living a human life and your soul is watching you learn about dealing with choices and feelings that result. And so at different points in your life, you will feel sadness and sorrow. You may feel at times powerless or that you are in a dilemma. Both of, uh, both of the possible choices are destructive. This may happen. You may find yourself not inspired to uh, do or create at times. If you refuse to judge these things and you listen to what parts of you say through your feelings and you know that they are not who you are, then they come and go, these periods of listlessness. And maybe this is, this is one of the reasons why I prefer the term depressiveness. Do you perhaps feel depressive as opposed to, are you suffering from depression? Again, falling down a hole, unable to see that there is a ladder out of the hole. So depressiveness is in fact a tendency that is normal in humans who are dealing with sorrow or sadness or judgment or grief. But you do not need to get stuck there ever again. Decide that you are strong enough to make choices to do what you need to do for yourself. That is a single greatest tool in the toolbox for depressiveness. Remember I asked you earlier, what is it that you have already decided you cannot be but must be. What is it that your brain has created a narrative to describe why you cannot do or will never do what is important in your heart to do? And I told you that those narratives, those stories that your brain tells you and you believe are true, are reflections of the fact that you might not know how to deal with an emotion that you have, that you have had. These are all stories. And when you cease believing the stories of who your brain has tried to figure out to describe why you've experienced pain and suffering or why you've made a, made a mistake or failed to make a choice or made a choice that ended in what looks like failure, etc. Your brain is trying to figure out why you have pain. Well, let's put that to rest again. You experience pain because you are human. Because you are learning how to go from fear into love, therefore you are pushed into fear, which involves pain, so that you can 
find that ladder and climb back up to the surface. You experience pain so you can heal it. And yes, everything can be healed. There is not one human emotion that cannot resolve itself unless the person's linear logical mind has created a narrative that one is impossible to work through and then gets stuck. Put your attention on those cords into the earth, please. Drawing the energy fully and deeply into your body. I want you to decide that you are ready to release the debris from judging your emotions. Past and present. That you are ready to surrender the blocks that have you fearing what you feel. Make a commitment to yourself that you will listen to the narrative and the feeling. Whatever you're feeling, whatever the story is, that you will listen to it with compassion and you will not believe it's who you truly are. Now I want you to keep those cords from the bottoms of your feet and your root chakra in place and I want you to simultaneously open your crown or seventh chakra. If you're not familiar with this process, it may seem a little awkward or rocky at first, but just be, be uh, stick with it, roll with it. But I want you to breathe in through your crown, the seventh chakra on the top of your head and your root and feet simultaneously. And bring those energies to the center of your chest, your fourth chakra, the heart center. And I want you to on every exhale, gently relax open that heart chakra. Usually, this happens for people. They're able to open their heart like this when they see someone they love or they see a cute puppy or something like this. Videos of uh, cats on Facebook and YouTube. When you see something cute or lovable, you open your heart. I want you to choose on a regular basis to open your heart to generate a frequency of love. The part of you who feels stuck in a hole cannot see how to do this. So as a daily exercise, you can choose to open your heart. Decide you're willing on every exhale to relax, open this heart, generate a little field of energy or a cord of white light and wrap it around you. But soften your heart open as you exhale on every exhale, releasing tension. Deciding you no longer need to hold on to the identities that have led to depressiveness and the feeling of stuckness and inertia that is depression. Breathing in from above and below simultaneously to your fourth chakra, out on every exhale through the fourth chakra. Decide that you are willing and ready and committed to forgiving yourself for any perception of wasted time as you have felt stuck for any wasted time or effort as you have felt inertia or felt judgment of yourself and therefore created stuckness. 
release all expectations that you should be who you are not or where in your life you are not. There is no external comparison that leads you to truth. You are here to deal with your feelings, your needs, your self-validation. Keep your eyes on your own paper. <laughs> no looking on somebody else's test paper. We are coming to the end of our time together today as uh, after we, so to speak, hang up or stop this recording and stop the meditation, you are welcome to stay in this space and continue breathing the energy of the earth and the cosmos into your body and your heart. And the breathing out through your heart, you can talk to your guides, your higher self, you can process what we've been describing to you. You can listen to parts of you and what they say or feel. You can stay in a space of peaceful contemplation, whatever you like. But this does bring us to the end of this uh, meditation. We have brought to you this meditation free of charge. If you wish to support the channel, you can do so. In the description, you can send some energy back his direction uh, for this offering. Take care of yourself. Thank you for your time and energy. Uh, be well.